So welcome to the Learning Reinvented podcast brought to you by myself, Katie Godden and the team at The Learning Effect. There are lots of learning podcasts out there, so we wanted to do something slightly different. This week, we'll be looking at leadership learning. I'm delighted to welcome Sumit Gupta to the podcast. Summit, do you want to introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what you're currently up to? Sure. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Katie. Uh, my background is in uh, technology and engineering, uh, and it's uh, it's kind of ironic that I find myself doing what I thought I could never do. So I started as a, as a typical geek, very good with computers, but very bad with, uh, with people and uh, any kind of leadership and management. Uh, and then what happened was... Uh, because I was doing good in my job, I was soon pushed into a management management job. And that's where I started to go deeper into leadership, go deeper into managing people. And today I am a leadership coach. I'm supporting and working with many leaders across uh, industries and from both the business world uh, as well as the nonprofit world. And I help them deal with uh, with their challenges around learning, with their challenges around managing their teams, understanding people, uh, building strong collaboration, building strong teams, and and so on. So that that's a brief summary of where I am today. I think it's really interesting that you've come from an engineering background. What made you want to improve and and kind of go into the leadership learning side of things? Yeah, I think it was my experience when I first moved into a leadership role, um, and. Uh, I moved into that role with a lot of confidence, with a lot of uh, I know it all. I know how to make this team successful because I was good at my job. And then I had no idea that leadership and management was uh, something totally different from from any individual contributor role. And then when I started to apply the same uh, principles which I have used uh, with computers to people, uh, I suddenly started uh, to see people not reacting the way I expect them to. Uh, and then that that was a big surprise for me because I always thought that I know how to do work and then I can show people how to do work while totally ignoring the human side of the equation. So that was uh, what got me interested into understanding uh, understanding human behavior, understanding why people act, why people respond the way that they do, and then how do I tailor my communication in a way to to best make sure that the team actually achieves what it is designed to do. How did you um, actually go about doing that and kind of picking up that experience um, to get that kind of more human element? So I have been on this journey for 12 years now. It was 12 years ago when I started uh, to realize that something was missing, that I need to learn something new, that there was a critical skill which I was missing. And then that's where I was introduced to a few leadership development programs by my by my then company. Uh, and that got me excited. So I was enrolled into a three-day program, but it uh, it uh, took me two years, around two years, to, and because I signed up to one one program after another uh, to understand what what is this thing called leadership, what is this thing called management, and how is it separate from engineering. Uh, and I, I got very fascinated um, as I as I tried uh, as I learned and as I tried these things at my work, I slowly started to become better. I also uh, applied these principles which I which I learned and I'm still learning uh, to many areas outside of work. I, I started an, I started a not for profit organization. I ran it for two years, which which was uh, basically dealing with a lot of volunteers, building teams, but building teams of volunteers. So that's a very different 
experience from working in a company where people are given a salary to report to you. And from there, I learned a lot about uh, what makes a team. What are people motivated by? And then how as a leader, how do you listen? How do you tap into that wisdom? How do you tap into that human side of people and bring them together for a common goal, for a common purpose? And then how do you manage everything else which comes along the way, which is which is stuff like conflicts, disagreements, emotional outbursts, uh, demotivation, disengagement and so on. So how do you actually help people become better leaders and how do you measure those results? Right now I work with people on a more long term basis, like six to 12 months. We meet regularly uh, either in uh, an individual setting or in, in small groups where we discuss different elements of leadership. So uh, on one call we might be discussing about uh, teams. On another call we might be discussing about listening and the and the power of uh, listening when it comes to team building, when it comes to getting your people together. On another day we might be talking about how to deal with disagreements, how to deal with emotions and such stuff. So we work with the leaders on a, on a long term basis and then there are two ways of measuring the outcome. First of all, we identify before we start what is the outcome that we are seeking and this is this could be a business outcome like increasing the productivity, increasing the revenue, increasing the profit margin, depending on the team, depending on the company, depending on the leader. And the second could be through surveys, so checking through surveys and uh, 360 degree feedback. What has changed for the person? How, ha how have others started to see this person differently? How is this person showing up differently as a leader? Do people see this person now as more empathetic? Do, do people see this person now as, as more able to listen, uh, to be able to handle conflicts well? So these are the two two ways I, I measure the results. Uh, like first, um, as I said, is anything tangible like business outcomes, and the second one is through service. Anything which is which is difficult to to measure tangibly through business results. So that's great. So you mentioned there that you you speak to people via calls. How, do you use any other sort of technology or anything like that to actually um, train your leaders, or is it lots of face to face uh, communications, etc.? Uh, so it's a it's a mix of both. It's a mix of face to face and uh, virtual meetings, uh, especially after COVID hit. Um, at at the same time, the physical and the emotional side um, doesn't change. Whether I am talking to somebody face to face, or whether I am speaking to somebody on a on a video call, uh, I still want to see the person. I still want to make eye contact. I still want to see how the person reacts to me because these are very important elements of leadership. Uh, so for me, whether I do it physically, whether I, I do it virtually, it does not make a lot of difference because I still rely on, um, let, let me go a bit deeper there. Uh, I rely on three three elements of um, of what we do. And, and the first one is uh, around communication, around conversations, around language, uh, which is uh, which is where you will, you will find most of leadership development programs. So how do we use uh, communication? How do we use our language to interact, to build teams, to to uh, and to handle different challenges? But the second and third one are emotions, which is which is normally not visible. Uh, so there are signs which you can see about uh, around emotions in the in the physical presence of somebody, but emotions are basically under the surface. They are always playing a role. Uh, so even with my virtual calls, when I'm talking to somebody on on a on a video call, 
there is a lot of focus on how to learn, how to listen to those emotions which are not clearly visible on the on the outside. And then how does that manifest in the real world? That manifests through your physical body. How how are you showing up in your physical body? How are you standing? How you're sitting? How is your posture? How are your your body moving? How are you breathing? Even stuff like that. Uh, so so my work involves a lot of physical element like using the physical body, listening to the emotions at the same time in, in terms of technology, in terms of the, the method of communication. Uh, I have done it even uh, on video calls. I have done it even in, in telephone calls like without the video as well. So from your experience and you've obviously worked with a lot of leaders, uh, what makes them not learn or want to learn and uh, what, what kind of your resolutions for that? Wonderful. That's a, that's a wonderful question, Katie. So I think just like I, I shared about my journey when I first became a leader, I came with an attitude of I know it all. I know how to do my job and now I can make my team successful. I can teach my team also how to do the job. And what what that did was that closed me to any new learning, even when people were giving me feedback or even when I was not doing well, I was seeing things happening, but I was ignoring it because I was not open to learning. So I think one of the most critical lessons that I have learned uh, around learning is that learning never stops and to always take a beginner's approach, to take a, an attitude of that I do not know or there might be something which I might be missing here. And then that creates that openness for learning and leadership is learning. That That's how I see leadership because the world is changing so fast and, and COVID has uh, like shown that to people, even if people were living, uh, living under the illusion that uh, that we are only uh, safe, we are living in a safe and secure world. COVID has shown how dynamic and how unpredictable our world can be. And if we are close to learning, we will not learn even when the signals are in front of us. So the first step which which I advise every leader to approach and to take a mindset is to is to take a mindset of a beginner and to say that I do not know. That I do not know that there might be something else which might be happening here. And then there is always an opportunity to learn to become better at what I do at how I deal with people. So that's uh, that's the foundational element of learning which I see is missing in a in a lot of companies. And that is often a result of being in a constant uh, hurry to do more or to be more productive. Because uh, if I am always looking for the next thing, I am looking for the next project, then I do not have the time to stop and listen and reflect on what am I learning? What are my experiences teaching me? So one way to incorporate this, uh, uh, this I do not know attitude into your, into your calendar, into your day-to-day -day work is to have space for reflection every, let's say every seven days or every, every 15 days where you stop and you reflect either together, either alone or together with your team what are we learning new? What, what has worked for us in the, in the in the last two weeks? What has not worked? And then from those results or a lack of results, what is it that we can learn and that we can implement? Uh, and then also asking for feedback from people that like what what I am what might I be missing here? What what might be a blind spot which I am totally overlooking? And then creating that uh, because this also helps in uh, creating an environment of psychological safety with the team. Uh, if you ask people for feedback on where you might be missing out on things, that immediately creates trust, that immediately creates this openness to share feedback. And then you will see that people will be willing to share something with you 
which might be very insightful for your own learning. So for me, that's that's the critical role of uh, of learning in leadership. And in fact, I would I would call that learning never stops. Like as long as as you are a leader, there is always something new to learn about either either a person or a project or the market or the economy or or your business uh, or your team. And if you if you keep your keep your ears open, if you keep your eyes open, there is always something to learn, and then to adapt in and then to take that learning forward. What do you think your next steps are? For you as an individual and, and kind of in regards to your le- uh, leadership learning as well. Yeah, so I'm continuously engaged in um, learning from different angles. Even now I am engaged in a year long leadership program um, just to be in conversations with people from across the, across the world. And I think one thing which uh, COVID has brought on, which is positive, is that now we have programs where you can talk to people from all over the world. So like in this leadership development program, I am there with participants from the US, from the UK, from India, from Latin America, and then also from also from Europe. So just having that exposure, having those conversations allow me to see things which I would never see if I am only busy with everything which I am doing for my work. Uh, so that's one thing which I'm doing. I think the next thing which which I'm doing is challenging myself to dream bigger, to take bigger steps. And this is something which which I do with my coaches as well. So applying the same learning to my own journey as a leadership coach, uh, my plan for next year is to build a team here in Amsterdam. Uh, and how I how I will do that will become a part of my own learning. How how will I take care of what that team team needs? How will I create enough business to sustain to sustain that team is actually going to be a learning, a big learning opportunity for me, because I'm setting up a new new team here in in a in a in a in a different country that uh, from where I grew up in, and uh, there, there is a lot of things which I do not know, but I am open to figuring out those things and then learning if required, learning a new skill, learning a new technology if required, and then seeing what happens. So I'm stepping into the unknown, especially when it comes to next year. Uh, at the same time, I would I would like to say that I am not anxious about it. I am kind of open and excited about uh, what all might be in store, and there might be some successes, there might be some failures or setbacks, uh, but I'm looking forward to that. So that that's my take on where am I headed next. I think that's really interesting that you're kind of taking your own learning and, and applying that to yourself as well. Um, and obviously, you can use your examples when you're actually helping your own uh, leaders improve. Uh, their leadership training as well. So that's great. Um, so thank you for joining me today, Summer. If people want to connect with you or find out more about you, how do they get in touch? So I have a I have a bi-weekly newsletter which uh, which goes out every every two weeks uh, on Tuesdays. So people can sign up for that on deployyourself.com slash newsletter. Um, in this newsletter, I, I normally share about how leaders are more powerful than they think they are. Uh, and this is very similar to my own journey. Like I was underselling myself. I did not even knew that I was capable of things. And then over the last 12 years, I have done things which I never thought I could, I could do, like run, running an NGO, um, leading multiple different teams. And now I'm supporting social entrepreneurs, leaders from different organizations as well. Um, apart from that, I'm also quite active on LinkedIn. So people can find me on LinkedIn and just send me a message or a request. And I, I'm, I'm always uh, very active and you can expect a response very soon from me. 
That's great. Thank you very much. We'll put those links in the show notes as well so people can click straight onto them. So thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for having me.